every single thing that is happening to you or will happen to you will have you'll find out later it has a purpose everything that you thought was a mistake or felt terrible has a purpose you'll see at the end and don't forget your best years are all ahead of you Welcome to The Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Okay, today's episode sponsor is Chelsea Green Publishing. Chelsea Green is recognized as a leading publisher of books about restorative living, diet-focused integrative health, organic farming, homesteading, local food, and more. Check out all the new, recent, and best-selling titles from Chelsea Green, including the amazing new book, Toxic Legacy, How the Weed Killer Glyphosate is Destroying Our Health and the Environment by MIT scientist Stephanie Seneff. For more about this title and more, just visit ChelseaGreen.com and get this as a special bonus for all the Drew Perlman Show listeners. Receive 35% off your total order from Chelsea Green just by using the discount code POD35 at checkout. That's POD35. All right, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is visionary pioneer in women's health, Dr. Christiane Northrup. Dr. Northrup is a board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience, and she's also a former assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine and three-time New York Times best-selling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, and Goddesses Never Age. In 2013, Reader's Digest named Dr. Northrup one of the 100 most trusted people in America. And then in 2016, she was named one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100, a group of leaders who are using their voices and talent to awaken humanity. And boy, does humanity need to be awoken. Dr. Northrup, (laughs) thank you so much for for being here today. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And it's nice to know that someone in Massachusetts is awake. Actually, I know that many, many people are awake in Massachusetts. There are many groups involved in Pam Popper's uh, Make Americans Free Again network. Uh, Massachusetts stands up. Sometimes they come up to Maine. So we're all we're all finding each other. And we are for freedom, medical freedom in particular family and faith. Uh, you know, nonpartisan, frankly, I think the two-party system is splitting a whole lot of people. And, you know, my message now is no different than it's ever been. It's just that we we seem to have taken a, an evil turn somewhere <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> and I remember when that whole the whole thing started, and I said, oh, well, this doesn't make any sense. And then I began to notice that my colleagues like Zev Zelenko and Eric Naputi and, uh, you know, Tommy John, all these people were actually putting up all kinds of things that were hopeful and were supporting health. 
uh, like Dr. Corey with um, ivermectin and all kinds of good people. And then at every turn, we would be censored. And it was just weird. I remember when I first put up on Facebook, Russell Blaylock's entire scientific critique of masks, of face masks. Well, it got to the point where I couldn't even post something. I understand when it's taken down and the fact checkers tell you that this is false information. But what began to happen that was so fascinating is that there were things you couldn't even post on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. My my large Instagram following, which was 170,000 people, that was that was removed overnight. I forget what I had done. It was the same week that um, they changed my Wikipedia profile. So now I sound like a complete lunatic. <laughs> Unbelievable. It is. It really well, well, you know, Dr. Northrup, yeah, early on I had posted something about vitamin C, like something so innocuous about vitamin C from, a, about. Yes, from vitamin. a Chinese doctor. And and back, you know, back when things were really sort of starting, starting to get going. And it, it seemed so innocuous. And that and that was pulled down right away oh, yeah. from the uh the censors. But um Dr. Northrup, I mean, you are you are one of the most trusted names, you know, as I said, in health. Uh, you know, on the planet. And and yet, you know, you've been censored and they've come out after you. Where do you find the strength to keep going, to keep fighting? That's a beautiful question. It's a, uh, it's a mission. You know, last year on 4-4-2020, which was a 4-4-4 portal, I decided that I would do kind of a 40-day check-in with my big Facebook community. And Soon after, and the other thing that began to happen, I testified in front of our legislature about the fact that we did not need 72 mandated vaccines for a nursery school, college, you know, all public schools and private schools. And I used just peer-reviewed literature. And the love of my life at that time, he has since passed, was a had run the Department of Public Health at the University of New England and had worked all over the world with the WHO and was an, a PhD in epidemiology. So imagine that's my life partner and then the vaccine mandate legislation turns up and he said, well, you should go testify because he looked at all of the data and even though uh, you know, if you're if you are a public health person and an epidemiologist, pretty much the the litany, the Bible, the creed uh, is vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. You know, it's like um, we sort of forgot that people got better long before the polio vaccine was introduced, uh, that the vast majority of people who get measles recover and then they have a better immune system and all of that. So I began to introduce that data and he vetted it out for me. So imagine that you have a Harvard trained public health epidemiologist who says everything you're saying holds water. This is the truth. So I go up to my legislature and there are three overflow rooms of parents with vaccine injured children, uh, the likes of which I had never seen because I have never been involved in that network. 
because years ago I didn't vaccinate my own children because I knew the data and <laughs> they're perfectly healthy. Um, so I went up there and right after that, the cancel culture started and the viciousness, like the mob mentality, I've never experienced anything like that. So imagine, right, you go from being one of Reader's Digest's most respected people in America, 100 most respected people in America in 2013, and then you go from being Oprah Winfrey's one of her Super Soul 100, people who are using their platform to uplift humanity. You do eight highly successful public television specials. You do three uh, New York Times bestsellers. And then suddenly you're named by the Center for the Countering of Digital Hate as one of the 12 people responsible for 70% of the misinformation on the internet. How does that happen? How is it that I have uh, colleagues and people all over the world who are telling me, thank you so much, you saved me from a hysterectomy, or thank you for you know this and that, to suddenly being targeted as, I'm going to give you the, the, the labels, okay, because they're fun. <laughs> uh, let's see, an anti-vaxxer, a conspiracy theorist, a white supremacist, a racist, and my all-time favorite, a QAnon conspirator. <laughs> so, okay, it's like, and I, uh, to me, I knew something was off because I said, this doesn't make any sense to me. My message has been the same for years, which is critical thinking. Um, if you want to get a vaccine, go ahead. The current COVID shot is not that. And I have a lot of data to back that up. In fact, I just put out a free ebook with Clay Clark of the Thrive Time Show. And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, the free ebook is there. It's loaded with pictures. I call it the mom's guide to the COVID shot. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and Clay said to me, you got to get it out there because every day, you know, I'm getting more and more people call me who've been injured and, uh, you know, I want to get the word out. So we're just, we're, we're kind of on a mission here, but your question was what keeps you going? And what keeps me going is that I'm finding this soul family, which you're now part of. It's almost as though the, uh, a call went out and those of us who could see the truth began to rise up and find our God courage and talk about it. And then others just, it, it, it's the cognitive dissonance is too hard. So they have to say, rather than thinking and doing their own research, it's much easier to say that I'm crazy and that I used to be such a good doctor, but then something happened to me and I'm now you know, hysterical, racist, whatever it is that they're calling me, instead of looking at the research. And my daughter moved back here from New York City. She's an actress and a singer. And as you might imagine, that whole thing dried up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I said, honey, you know, just, just come home for a while. This was just before they locked down New York City. And when she got here, she thought that I was being, uh, you know, a little extreme and, uh, you know, all of this. And she said, but I did my research. I, I didn't just uh, decide you were crazy. 
I've been with you a while, you know, she's my daughter. Uh, and so I began to do my own research. And then I found out that you were right. And she said, my biggest heartache is that I'm trying to bring my friends in the arts community in New York along and they don't even want to hear an alternative perspective. So that's what's so odd that two doctors can't even discuss this. Mm. You know, the minds have been so, so closed. There's a, there's a meme and I want everyone to hear this. You're going to hear over it's a mockingbird media, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, which is just not true. Right, if if right. you look at the VARES schedule, we've had over 4,000 deaths since December. We've never had that many deaths from an injection ever combined. And then there's all the blindness and the Bell's palsy and the tremors and uh, the myositis and the deaths of 15-year-old boys who just got the shot, went back to their lacrosse game and you know ended up with a heart attack. This stuff is so obvious but then we're back to the censorship, you see. So as soon as you say anything, and remember on the VAERS vaccine adverse experience uh, research database, VAERS, uh, only one to max 10% of all injuries are even reported. I have doctor friends in England, they have a thing called a yellow card, and they're supposed to fill that out when someone has been injured. And my doctor friends over there tell me that they are actively encouraged not to fill this out. Mm-hmm. And many, and so what, and so it is exactly the same thing as I saw during the, during the, the mandate hearings in Augusta, which is that if a child dies of SIDS within 24 hours after getting a shot, that's a coincidence. But what we watched in 2020 is if you, you know, and I say this facetiously, but not really, if you died falling out of a plane because the parachute didn't open, that was a COVID death. And we know uh, Dr. Scott Jensen of Minnesota uh, did a lot on uh, Facebook and so on saying, I really do know how to fill out a, a death certificate. I've been a family doctor, the doctor of the year in Minnesota for 40 years. And suddenly having authority figures tell me that I have to put down COVID as the cause of death. So what they did, they ginned up all the figures. And then they used the PCR test to scare people into cases are on the rise. Kerry Mullins invented that test. He said it was never meant to be diagnosing of anything. And then they used the cycle threshold that's so far above what it should be that nobody with a positive uh, is infectious. And nobody, we've never proved uh, transmission. And with the current shot, we've never proved anything that it would decrease death, decrease hospitalization, decrease transmission. Mm-hmm. So none of this holds water. Yeah. And if yeah. you listen to Reiner Fulmick, the wonderful lawyer who is both uh, boarded in Germany, and he has taken on Volkswagen and Deutsche Bank, by the way, smart guy. Uh, And he points out that these are all crimes against humanity, and there's no evidence. So what I'd like to say to people, if you doubt me, please go to mainstandsup.org and 
look at our lawsuit against our governor and against our state government because all the all the links are there to all of the science because what we're trying to get the state to do is prove that there was ever a pandemic and because they use the PCR test as the architecture upon which this faulty building was built there is no way that they can prove that so we have a freedom of information um, request out to give us the cycle threshold of the PCR test that they were using. We know that they were 40 to 45, which would make everyone a false positive. Right. So right. you see, they and so what they've done is they have scared people to death on the mainstream media since last March. And one of the best health tips I could give to anyone listening to you is turn off the mainstream media and don't ever listen again. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm serious, except for oh, you know, Tucker Carlson occasionally says the truth on Fox News, but I don't watch any of it. I just haven't for years, you know, because I used to be on the news. I was on NBC Nightly News and Good Morning America and the Today Show, and I know how it works. Yeah. I, so I, I go, don't just don't waste your time. Well, I fear and I know fear is just going to be one of the fastest ways as well to just shut down your immune system as well. But, you know, Dr. Northrop, it's so interesting because because like you said, you've been doing this a long time and you're one of the most respected people, like I said, on the planet. And you're not. And as you said, you're not doing anything differently. You're empowering people to wake up, you know, to, to take charge of their health. And yet there seems to be this myth that there's something wrong with the body and that it's weak and it's vulnerable and we have to be afraid of every little thing, you know, every little microbe and it's broken. It needs to be fixed. Where do you think this line of thinking came from and how do we rediscover our power? All right. I know exactly where that line came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, it, it goes back, it, it goes back further than this, but this is the one that I know for sure. Antoine Beauchamp and Louis Pasteur in the 1800s somewhere were arguing about, remember, because right about then they had uh, developed microscopes so you could see microbes. And you remember when, um, what is that guy? He got, he died in an insane asylum for suggesting uh, Emil Semmelweis, for suggesting that after dissecting dead bodies, it would be really smart for surgeons to wash their hands and their <laughs> surgical instruments. And everyone thought he was crazy. And they hounded him mercilessly. And he eventually died of sepsis in an insane asylum. So he was saying, look, you know, when you are covered with blood and all of this, you should just wash your hands before delivering babies. And women back then knew that it was way safer to deliver at home than to deliver in the hospital because so many of them died of, they called it childbed fever. And that's because in those vulnerable tissues uh, from birthing and so on, when you introduced a huge amount of an inoculum of germs, that was the perfect environment to create infection. Now, let's fast forward a little bit to Antoine Beauchamp in France and Louis Pasteur. And Louis Pasteur 
said, it's the germ. Remember that the term pasteurization comes from Louis Pasteur. Antoine Beauchamp argued that if the environment is healthy, in other words, we know, by the way, that if everyone's vitamin D levels had been optimal, which is 60 to 80 nanograms per liter, you can find out all about that on grassrootshealth.net. But if everyone's vitamin D level were optimal, if your vitamin C levels were good, nobody had to die of this thing. It's just what Beauchamp said, which is if the environment is good, the pathogens cannot take hold. And I knew this for years and years in my practice. If a woman came in with six yeast infections in a year, I knew she didn't have a monostat deficiency. She had something else going on. But what happened is that medicine went with the germ theory. And there's something to be said for that. But at this point, do you know that no one has ever isolated the COVID-19 pathogen? It's never been isolated. What we're dealing with here is a bioweapon produced in a lab that is the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, but it's not naturally found in nature. But think about it. From the time you're a little kid, you're taught girls. Girls are taught to be afraid of public restrooms, you know, like you're gonna catch something from the toilet seat. Uh, We've been taught about to fear contagion and make sure that this is washed and that's washed. And we've gone too far on that. We know that kids who grew up on farms have way less allergies. We've become too hyper clean. So instead of paying attention to our environment, we're only paying attention to germs. So we've become the antibiotic generation instead of the probiotic. Uh, Like when, you know, when uh, the microbiome in your gut, in your intestines is healthy, then it doesn't matter if there's a stray clostridia in there or some E. coli, they're all balanced out. And the same thing happens uh, on a farm or in a field. So we need to understand that our immune system is wonderfully made. It knows what is not good for your body and it will come in and fight it. And by the way, fever Fever is one of nature's huge ways to fight infection. Getting out in the sunlight, by the way, in during the time when they put people in tuberculosis sanitariums up in the mountains, they did this a lot in New Hampshire. They cured tuberculosis by having people lie out in the sun every day and give them healthy food and water. Same was true, by the way, of the great flu epidemic in uh, 1918. And again, many, many of those people died needlessly. It was only the ones who had had inoculations and wore masks that died. So we've circled back. And now what we have to do is understand how to boost immunity. And like you said, the first thing that will lower immunity is fear and terror. And not only does it lower immunity, it absolutely prevents you from thinking critically. You're in the you're in the um, primitive brain, fight or flight. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, let me wash my hands, let me wear a mask, let me social distance. So we've got now an entire population of people who have been traumatized by the very 
people they have been told to trust, their doctors, their government, their legislators, their media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all of those people. Those are, in my opinion, those are the last places that you can trust anymore because they are so biased. You know, whenever there's a subject that you cannot have a rational opinion, you know, discussion about, then you know something's wrong. Absolutely. That should be a huge red flag. Um, Dr. Northrop, I know when I feel sort of overwhelmed by like the scope of what's going on and how huge it is, I, I, I take comfort at least in, in the notion that maybe we can save ourselves, we can save the planet, humanity, but it starts at the level of something you've talked about in your work, elevating consciousness one person at a time. I mean, if you agree with that, how, how can we sort of collectively, individually elevate consciousness one person at a time? Well, the first thing you know is uh, you have to look at what the agenda was. And the first thing they did was isolate us socially. We are social animals and we do best when we have social support. Everybody knows that. And to separate us is like solitary confinement. And there are prisoners who would rather have the death penalty than be put into solitary confinement. This is how you treat slaves. So the first thing you do, and, uh, and things are opening up now so you can do it a little more easily, is get together with like-minded people. No masks, no fear, no social distancing. When we started our groups up here, Maine Stands Up, we had people come to our meetings who hadn't been with other people for a year. And they walk into a meeting and say, oh my goodness, this is instant cure for PTSD. Because what happens is when the powers that be, when your so-called trusted sources have been scaring you to death for a year, you begin to doubt yourself. You begin to doubt what you know and what you feel. And uh, Martin Geddes wrote an amazing book called The Guide to the Great Awakening. And what he pointed out is, when we have overeducated the intellect, but taught people not to trust their gut, or not to do their research, or not to, you know, experts say, they say, then he says what we have is a huge attack surface for propaganda. I mean, can you believe, I just got a little text from a friend in New York City, and uh, she was just invited to a birthday party. But you can't go unless you've had this shot, and you have to be willing to show proof that you've had the shot. How do people <laughs> not... How do they not know that this is the same as wearing a yellow star in Germany in the 1940s? And, and every time we have pitted people against each other, they've always done it in the same way. Like they used to say, you know, the Jews were dirty and they carried disease or another group had typhus. So what you do is you take the germ theory, which, by the way, badly needs updating it's got some aspects that are okay, but you know, you, you had mentioned, uh, talk to that. You talked to Dr. Bruce Lipton and I was just with Bruce out at the advanced medicine conference in South Dakota. And Bruce talked about the next stage of human evolution will be community. 
because the membrane of the cell is the brain of the cell and it's where we take in what's going on in the environment. And he said, so the bigger the membrane surface, the more intelligent the species. And that means we have a brain with all of these wrinkles in it, right? It's uh, so, but he said, we, that's gone as far as it can go. So the next great leap in human evolution will be communities of like-minded people because, and now we're back to have people over uh, do things together. I now have a whole soul tribe. My my social life is better than it's ever been. First, <laughs> nice. I don't have to pretend to be anything I'm not. You know, like I, uh, you know, I had to do a lot of dancing around a lot of people in the medical profession because there was stuff that I saw them doing that I knew was not the right thing to do for years. Uh, but you know, you don't you're not in that system saying you're doing it wrong. That doesn't win too many friends. So, I, you know, I basically, I mean, I remember at St. Margaret's hospital for women way back years and years on Dorchester Hill. And these young women would be in there with a breast lump and the gynecologists back then were actually doing Halstead radical mastectomies. And I knew that that was overkill, but I also knew, okay, that's where, by the way, you take out all of the pectoral muscles, you take out all the muscles under the arm, you take out the breast, you take out the lymph nodes. So the person is really mutilated when probably a lumpectomy could, would do it. And, and the night before the surgeries, I wanted to run into the rooms of those women and say, run. <laughs> but, I, but I knew that the only person who would end up getting ousted at that point was me because those women trusted their doctors and there was nothing I could do. Mm. And it's the same now really is that people still trust the CDC, the NIH, the FDA. Uh, the CDC is a private company, everybody, and it owns over 50 vaccine patents and everyone who develops a vaccine gets a cut and a big cut. I, I love that the Center for the Countering of Digital Hate, they're now saying all of us, quote, anti-vaxxers are, are, are in it so we can sell our products. Really? So, uh, you know, National Vaccine Information Center, Barbara Lowe Fisher, she makes 55000 a year. But the guy, you know, who's got the Moderna patents, he's up to $13 million, you know, but, but we're in it uh, for the money. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing you can do to put your neck out there like this at this point and, and lose all credibility in the mainstream. Though at this point, I have to say, I don't want credibility from the people who are, in, in my opinion, carrying out crimes against humanity. Mm. Yeah, but for that, you, you got to have your God courage. And uh, I, I just feel energized by it. It's almost like, Oh, okay. This is what you were born for. Dr. Northrop, I wanted to ask you, you know, if we were behind the scenes with you, I, I was just curious, what are some of the daily practices or rituals that you do that keep you more grounded, centered, and peaceful on a daily basis? Well, first of all, I'm really happy to live in Maine because it's beautiful. And we have, uh, you know, I live on a tidal river. And so I go outside every day. And I stand on the ground and I admire the water 
and I take a walk in the woods regularly. When you're walking in the woods, when you're under trees, that's uh, negative ions. You get negative ions up through the earth. I take vitamin D every day. You know, we're in, you're in Massachusetts. I'm in Maine. We don't get the kind of sunlight we need except from about March 15th to April to October 15th. And most of us need additional vitamin D if you're not out in the sun all day long, and few of us are. So I take 10,000 international units of vitamin D every day with a little vitamin K. Uh, I do intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting increases what's called autophagy. Autophagy is where the cell, the, your body actually eats up the bad actors in your body. It can tell what an abnormal protein is and so on. So I try to shoot for a 14 to 16 hour fast every day. You build up to that. I've also started to do saunas more. I have an infrared sauna. I can't get it up as high as I should. Dr. Mercola recommends 170 degrees for 20 minutes. That increases heat shock proteins, which will greatly enhance your immune system. Uh, obviously, I, I do exercise. I do Pilates twice a week. I also lift weights with a trainer so that I can really develop my muscles. You know, this is a time of getting strong in the body. When you get strong in the body, it changes the brain. The other thing that I have learned to do is say no to overextending myself. You know, at this particular time, I have endless opportunities to be on an airplane. <laughs> and, and those are really weird places. Okay, imagine this, right? I'm coming into the Portland International Jetport. The plane is full. That means we're all packed in there like sardines for three hours. But you land. And then the flight attendant says, to ensure proper social distancing, we will deplane in the following way. And you think to yourself, are you out of your mind? I mean, there is no such thing as proper social distancing in an airplane that's full. I mean, the, the insanity of this. So I don't like to fly very much. And I also make sure uh, every day I, I play my harp. I've gotten into singing a little bit more. And when I say singing, I'm talking about humming, just humming around the house, you know, don't worry da -da 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 about a thing <laughs> like that. Every nice. little going to be all right. You know, just like that, because the voice has a frequency and, oh, and I want to tell you the most rebellious thing you can do against the, the dark agenda. And that is to be happy, to be happy to be joyful, to use your imagination <laughs> to bring heaven down to earth. Because the dark forces have used our imagination for evil. Look at all the movies, you know, Apocalypse and, uh, you know, the tidal wave movies and the disaster yeah. movies. I mean, they've used our human imagination so that we imagine the worst. So why don't we imagine the best? So what I like to say is, uh, we're never going to go back to normal. We're moving toward magnificent. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to do the new normal or the, you know, the Klaus Schwab great reset. I call him anal Schwab. Um, so <laughs> every chance I get 
I I laugh and I, uh, you know, because if you look at, you know, what's happened to my own career, um, I, I'm not interested in a career in that old system. That old system has to die. Mm. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. I love it. It's such a radical thing to just, just be happy and joyful. And um, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Um, mm. Just two more questions, Dr. Northrup. If yep. anybody, for someone listening right now, who's feeling a little powerless, hopeless, maybe overwhelmed, um, what would be one thing that they could do today to begin to take their life in a new direction? Literally ask God to connect with them. Literally say, look, I can't figure this out. This is bigger than me. I don't know who to believe. So please give me a sign and literally get down on your knees and ask. And by the way, God comes in all kinds of ways. You don't need to be associated with the church. Uh, Rashid Buttar at our advanced medical meeting is Muslim. He started out the prayer for our dinner in Arabic. That's God. All right. It's all. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you really need to be connected with divine source. If you're not connected with divine source, um, I, there really is no hope. There really is no hope because you cannot count on humankind to do it. Now, another thing I want to tell people to do, literally bring the energy of the sun and the heavens right into the inner sun in your body, which is the solar plexus. So this would be just before, just below your rib cage, just above your belly button, right in the middle of your body. So let that inner sun get energized and shine. Just stand on the earth and do that, or just imagine standing on the earth and doing that and understand how much power you have. We know that the human energy field can extend out depending upon how plugged in you are. It can extend out for a mile or two. The signal from the heart is far more powerful than the signal from the brain. And so I would just ask people to suspend their disbelief and ask for divine guidance and then see who shows up because we're also at a time of increasing synchronicity because the light is getting a lot lighter. That's why people's stuff is coming up. You, you can't avoid your human homework. So people will be uh, probably processing incest as children, being beaten, all kinds of abusive things. And by the way, the government is just abusing us as though the government is an abusive spouse. Mm. It's abuse what's happening to humans. And children, this masking of children, our governor just removed the mask mandate unless you're a kid in school, age five. Mm. This is tyranny. There's no science. In fact, the science is all in the opposite direction. You are wounding children. You are giving them psychological trauma that's going to take years to recover from. Mm. Well, Dr. Northrup, my, uh, that brings us to our la my last question here that I ask everybody on the show. If you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say 50 years or so, what words of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? <laughs> <laughs> Every single thing that is happening to you or will happen to you 
will have, you'll find out later, it has a purpose. Everything that you thought was a mistake or felt terrible has a purpose. You'll see at the end. And don't forget, your best years are all ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. What's the best way for people that want to learn more about you? We'll link up on the uh, in the show notes as well to you know the the main organization and all that. But what's the best way for people to find out more about you and your work? Uh, DrNorthrop.com, and also I have a Telegram channel. But DrNorthrop.com is my main website. Uh, if you could sign up for my e news, comes out every two weeks. And uh, so I have a blog there. I have a lot of information on my website. You know, my latest book, the fourth edition of The Wisdom of Menopause, just came out, and that's available on Amazon. Um, I just have all kinds of things going on, but I've just this very moment um, com completed an ebook called The Mom's Guide to the COVID Shot. You can get that free on Time to Free America. Dot com and that's clay clark's thrive time thing and clay and i are you know we've we've joined arms like many other warriors to save as many people as we can <laughs> so time to free america.com you'll see my free ebook uh that is called mom's guide to the covid shot because we want to just help people with informed consent really that's what we're that's all we're looking at informed consent and first do no harm Dr. Northrup, thank you so much. This was a this was a treat. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Want to take us out with a couple lines? Don't worry. Everything's yes. going to be okay. Go. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, 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 about a thing. thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. <laughs> all right. Dr. All right. Dr. Northrup, you rock. Keep up the great work and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Very good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone. 